In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters, uh, including rivalry weeks that are also arbitrary points on the calendar week. That's just for you all duck fans. Um, I am your host, Hooligan7, joined tonight by DJ K. Woody. We may be joined in flight uh, by the darker night. Uh, DJ, how you doing tonight, bud? Feeling great. Got, yeah, I got some hate week, rivalry week this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, good, I though. do have a stupid, uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, beverages of choice for the evening. What do you, What have you got? Is it is it a claw night? Is it a water night? Uh, it's, it's in between it's so it's not a claw. It's not water or kind of water. It's a seltzer beer, but a Kirkland. Um, I'm actually also on that, uh, that train tonight. I'm on a, uh, uh, I've got a San Juan seltzer huckleberry, uh, you know, right color, good purple can. Um, Oh yeah. So that's what I've got tonight. Uh, I do have a stupid tweet to call out and if anybody saw her, uh, the interaction today with um, the the most frequent appearer in this segment. It goes to Ryan Shell, like qu- qu- basically tagging a bunch of people about, hey, you know, nobody responded to this. So I guess, guess that means the Huskies must, must suck it. It's like, no, we're not paying attention to you, dude. So congrats. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, God, he's it's so annoying. Cries and... for attention. He yeah, fucking does it on purpose. I mean, yeah, are, yeah, are, we, are, are we sure Ryan's not a Cougar fan waving the flag? Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I feel like he. So he, I seen that he's been trying to like, oh, be funny about. So like, remember before the Georgia game, he's, he he mm-hmm. did that like listing of like, oh, what position group's better. So he's doing that and doing that now lately. But like, he's trying to make a big joke out of it. But it just makes himself look worse and worse. Uh, he's been doing it to other teams and yeah. whatever, but yeah, uh, I don't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's sad. Any other stupid tweets or or things from the Twitter? Well, to, yeah, to I mean, I'll just say <laughs> s- stupid conversations. Uh, it started. No, the stupid part doesn't have anything to do with our guy Evan, but he had a, a Twitter thread about like how he feels like the Huskies have a chance. Uh, but then Duck fans are just chiming in and they're just taking everything like so seriously. Like if you say like one, like kind of negative thing about their team, they feel like they got to attack everyone and just take things to the extreme. Just like, just chill out. It's, it's okay. If somebody says your team isn't perfect <laughs> and that's what they're getting so mad about. Just because we said, you, yeah, I mean like, yeah. Just because we say, hey, you lost by 46 doesn't mean that, like, we're suddenly saying, out like, wiping the <laughs> fact that we lost to Arizona fucking state from our memory banks. Like, or even yeah. that our team is better. <laughs> there's context uh-huh. and there's levels to this, folks. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about, uh, uh, you know, as we usually do, let's talk the, the recap of Oregon State. Um, what did you like? What did you maybe not like from, from the game last Friday night, other than the power outage? Uh, there, there can, I said it to, I was at the game with Hood and, and Jake App, and, and I said it, it's basically there's, there can never be a normal Pac-12 game that happens after 6 o'clock. Whether it's Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, <laughs> so on a Friday, like no like normal football games where nothing weird happens, it's just not possible. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, I guess I'll I, yeah I'll go ahead and start. But yeah, the main thing is pretty obvious. That's that's good. Is um, other than the win, but just that last drive being resilient and just making big play after big play on third down. I mean, third down throughout the whole night. But, yeah, that just that last drive was so clutch, and I'm so glad that they came through. Uh, yeah, that will be a very memorable drive, at least for me, for several years. That, that could be maybe a season-changing drive, too, potentially. I mean, I don't know how things go this week. 72 feels a lot different than 6-3. and three. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, and the other things, because I kind of mentioned already, was the the third downs. 
I mean, we put ourselves in very bad situations, but all those third down plays, I mean, the third and 24 from at the goal line for a touchdown, there's like third and 15, third and 10, like those, those two first third downs of that last drive when we're at the five yard line or so, or six yard line. And then after we got the first on third down, we faced another third down inside the 20. Like if we don't get those two first downs, the game's almost over. Cause then we punt it into the wind with our punter, 30 yard punt. Probably they're getting it midfield or less. So yeah, those are the, those are two. And, and then the last thing that's good was uh, the defense coming through, especially in the second half, making some big yeah. stops. Uh, could have been more big stops, but penalties affect and that. Calls that. And continuing to be calls that make no sense on Troy Fautanu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I'm detecting a theme here. Um, I mean, you know, did Troy, like, sleep with a couple of the ref's girlfriends? Like, what's, what's going on there? I mean... Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, certainly, you know, great to get a good win. Nice to, um, I, I think there, there was somebody on, on the radio saying like, there's no such thing as an ugly win or, um, all wins are beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see the point, but there's still points where like, it's just mm-hmm. a dog, you know, where it's just a, a, no pun intended, a dog fight. Um, and it's not pretty and it's not <laughs> yeah. and being able to scrap it out and, and show that resilience that you mentioned. Um, to drive down the field and get it done at the end and, and execute when it really mattered most was was definitely a really positive signal. Um, certainly full credit to Oregon State. They're a well-coached team. Um, all of us that were complaining about Jonathan Smith five or six years ago um, have a little hmm. crow that we're, we're snacking on that eh, maybe, maybe Jonathan wasn't the problem. Um, no. <laughs> Peterson's offense. Um, but um, that's a, a really well-coached team and getting, um, without putting the complete cart before the horse, um, short of a catastrophe happening uh, on the 19th at Husky Stadium, uh, going uh, undefeated at home is, is never something to sneeze at and it's certainly something to mm-hmm. celebrate. Um you know, like, love that the defense stepped up, um, started to see certainly some some signals that they might have turned the corner a, a little bit. Like, are there gaps? And, you know, we're in different situations. Like, there was a, a play down the sideline where uh, Perriman looked to have gotten beat. Um, and then the, <laughs> the wind just Thank like, you no, but you're not catching the ball. We're going to just take it over here. <laughs> yeah. Looked like one of my drives, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, hey, it's going, oh no yeah. never mind it's it's over there now <laughs> i knew that looked familiar <laughs> um but but certainly you know um you know they went right down the field and scored on their first drive and then i think after that the mm-hmm. defense held them to something like 175 or 200 total yards yeah and seven, seven points. points the rest of I mean, what seven points was a pick yeah. six but yeah the defense held them seven points after that yeah that's that's an encouraging yeah. sign and certainly something that uh, to, to segue into this week. Um, a good defensive performance and probably the best defensive performance that we've seen from the Huskies this year is um, honestly what it's going to take to uh, to come home happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I would say – I mean, we played against not so great team, but I don't know if I would say we're like the bottom – two or three worst defense no. anymore in the Pac-12. I, I would put us right in, right in the middle. And in yards per game, we're somewhere. actually second. Which is... <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> which, as, is, it's just those third as downs. has been pointed out, it's, it's uh, a good... You know, it's it's all maybe partially why yards per game is not necessarily the best metric to measure defenses, but... Um, right. <laughs> but, but it's also... It, yeah. it is also an indication that, that while, you know... Um, I think there's an inherent pessimistic or, or the world is ending nature and all of or reaction to everything amongst our fan community that, that maybe things are quite as bad as they seem. Certainly there are there things to improve, of course, but, um, but uh, yeah, definitely. And a couple things I want to talk about, like maybe on, on the other, cause you're talking about things that are good and things that weren't not so good. Uh, man, our receivers, Struggling to catch the ball. I know there's weather condition, mm-hmm. conditions, 
but there wasn't wet. It was just wind. So if, if it's coming to your hands in those situations, we got to come down with more passes. We're dropping way too many balls. Uh, another thing, coaching wise. Oh, and and Penix, he he some he's a phenomenal. Like nothing, I'm not want to talk about, but like he has sometimes. You've seen a couple times a season where it's like a player or two where I don't know what he's thinking and has a pick six or a big interception. And so he had that last game. Again, I could have been partly the wind. I don't know. Uh, but the, the other thing was with a coaching alignment on defense for a lot of the game, I felt like Jimmy Lake was back there a little bit. They would have two safeties deep when we know they're not going to throw, or at least it's not a threat thrown deep. And there would be there's other times or uh, two times specifically I remember where it was like a third and like two or three and we stepped out a D lineman and a linebacker for DBs coming out there and they just run and get five seven yards on third down and it's like I don't know what they're what they're trying to do or I don't know they're trying to like cover some I don't know I don't know what they're trying to do but I, I think part of it could be like they're they're always trying to substitute when maybe they don't have to they're trying to get guys in when they don't need to and yeah so that that was kind of frustrating especially when I was when you're there at the game you can see where these safeties are lining up or who's out there when you're watching on tv it's you can't see yeah. as much uh especially with the safety so that was that was frustrating yeah, no. for me yeah and, and that's a good point and, and I will say certainly like um you know, to, to call out, you know, a couple of other good things on the defensive side of the ball. I think Chris Mall had a really nice game. Um, and was, yeah. um, I didn't see him get beat or, or miss a bunch of tackles or, um, I think he had pretty good gap, you know, gap integrity and assignment integrity. Uh, and I think that helps, you know, kind of start to, you know, like I said, like we were talking about, they went right down the field, the first drive and, and then we were mostly able to kind of mm-hmm. contain their running game. Uh, the rest of the way did you know not completely stop it but but at least we didn't get completely gashed um as we as we saw last year (laughs) with those um the the deep safeties um and Thule yeah Thule had a great great game fantastic oh man getting off blocks that was huge we but I don't think we win that game mm-hmm. without him. Yeah, and I will say also, you, you know, I, I would echo your point about the receiver drops. Yeah, whether, I mean, and, and I will say, I think we were fortunate in the play that I was talking about earlier where it was a deep ball where our, our defensive back had been beaten and, and the wind blew it away. Um, there was a play distinctly that, that was basically happening kind of right in front of us, right in the angle of, of where the group of us were sitting, where um, – Penix was looking for Dev on, on kind of just a, a fl- like a three or four, five yard flat route. Um, and I think he led him a little bit. And then the wind also was like, well, I'm going to lead you even further. And it ended <laughs> up about four yards away from Dev where Dev was. And um, it was a, a, a third <laughs> yeah. down stop by the, by the breeze. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh I mean, and I know Oregon State fans, some of them are complaining, like, oh, I got lucky with, like, that one pass you're talking about and, like, that drop interception right before the half ends that could have been a pick six. But there's there's things on our they side that – They also had some fortunate calls. The uh, – Yeah, calls and that, that pick the six. Pass was terrible the read. pass interference that got called on Jordan Perriman where he should have oh. intercepted the pass was the most – stupid incidental yeah the feet got tangled up it wasn't like he kicked a light like that's just incidental contact that's gonna happen and it happened to us later and they didn't call uh, it more egregiously later Uh, they didn't call it so yeah i I will be having Mm -hmm. none of complaining about the officials because it goes both ways in this or at least it (laughs) felt like this game went both ways yeah definitely so i know that you had a question that uh I think you wanted to to ask the larger group, but but we can certainly chat about it before we get into Oregon in terms of uh, how we see the conference. Um, if if you want to cue that up, yeah, yeah, I was trying to. I just wanted to gauge everyone's opinion, so just mine and yours now. Uh, what like top to bottom, or at least like maybe the top eight or nine ish, if we don't have to like go to the bottom three or so. Uh, who do you have like first rank first through eight or nine? Or, at least, or if you want to go all 12, yeah. that's fine too. I mean, yeah, I'm happy to kind of go all 12. Um, I would say from what I've seen 
Um, I hate to say this, um, but Oregon, I think, is probably right now. I would have them as as the number one team in the conference. Um, and then there, there's a little bit. It's kind of it's hard a little to. bit to, to to what we were chatting about last week with with Hood about kind of whether you know whether the winner of the, the Oregon State UW game is the best of the second tier or is at the bottom of the first tier. Um, I think that there's it's a little bit mushy. I think that going back to look at the UCLA game, um, there was a lot that we did to beat ourselves in that game and given us another chance at UCLA. I think you could see a very different outcome. So I wouldn't necessarily say that like UCLA is definitively better than Washington. Um, USC is also a team that I probably wouldn't say is like absolutely 100% better than Washington. Their offense is good, is exceptional. I would Terrible. love yeah. um, it, it's our path to the conference championship game is um, basically <laughs> nonsensical and impossible. Um, but I would have loved to see a, a, a USC Washington game this year because the scoreboard would explode. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I probably push comes to shove um, would probably put Utah second in that they were able to um, do something which wouldn't, you wouldn't normally expect from a Utah team and actually win a, a shootout um, with you, with USC. Um, I think it's a, pick them probably between USC and UCLA for third um, with the other fourth us pretty close there. Mm-hmm. Oregon State. Um, and then it gets kind of mushy and it's it's again kind of a pick them of the Cal and Arizona. Um, I, I think from, from and coming back up from the bottom the other way, certainly Colorado is at the bottom. I would say probably Stanford then um, Stanford's probably 11, uh, ASU 10. Arizona um, State. Which makes that Arizona. loss hurt. Um, but I think like there's <laughs> an after, I think there's a clear demarcation where after us or after Oregon State, who I would say is probably the sixth best team in the conference, it gets really mushy between Cal, Arizona, and Washington State. That's fair. How about, yeah, how, about you? how do you see it? Huh. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of hard to argue against Oregon not being number one. Like they they've shown they're the best team. Whether like they still got they got some big games coming up, so they have to prove that. Uh, so we'll see. But as of now, yeah, I feel like you have to put them number one. Uh, nothing to do with the ranking, but they they haven't lost, and the one like good team they played, they beat. Uh, is at home. Uh, so they got lucky helps, beating but... the Cougs. So I have number one. The Cougs. Yes. Yes, they did, did actually. Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get to WSU <laughs> in a second. What are my thoughts on them? Because uh, I, I think they're better than people think. But number two, I'm going to put UCLA because they beat Utah. Uh, they have that head-to-head. Uh, and they beat us. You know, it was was a one-score game, but they're they're beating us by a good amount for a while. Then I'll put UCLA. But then I think there's a little bit of a gap between UCLA and USC and USC and us. I would say, like, uh, after just watching them again on Saturday and just going through, like, their schedule, like, they they beat Oregon State, but they got kind of lucky winning that game. Uh, Could have gone either way. Uh, and then, yeah, the, they lost to, to Utah, like, the one other team that, good team of the top tier that they played uh and so yeah they really i feel like from what i recall they haven't had like a ton of they haven't had a ton of like super big blowouts to teams that they mm-hmm. should be blown out at least earlier in the season they did but not lately yeah so i have usc probably slightly above us but like i think we're pretty close i think on a neutral field it'll be a really good game um, between us and then oregon state by then i don't think wsu is too far behind oregon mm-hmm. state they beat everyone that they're supposed to. They lost to Oregon. They lost to Oregon State. And they lost to USC. Uh, am I missing one loss? Or oh, they have four losses, right? Um, 
I think they're, I think they're five and four. So they, they must have lost to someone that's not that. Oh, they lost to Utah. They lost to Utah, USC, or Oregon State, and or no, in Oregon. So there's the four losses. All good teams. Uh, you know they should have beat Oregon, probably. Uh, so I don't think they're too far behind Oregon State or even us. Uh, but then to me after that they're separate. It was a pretty big mm-hmm. separation with the other teams. Arizona, as you mentioned, uh, Cal's probably right there. So that would be like seven, eight. Who else am I? So then Colorado's twelfth. Yeah, I think I would have the same last three as you. Stanford eleven, Arizona State ten. Am I missing one? Then kind of Cal or Arizona for nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're eight. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Eight, nine, yeah, that's right. And I'd probably say Arizona just so that's how more, I, I think there's more talent, and there's, I think they have the yeah, ability if their offense shows up and the, the their their opponents make a mistake. I think they've got the better. I think Arizona's offense is better than Cal's defense. Like mm-hmm. or like, so their their so best, their strong yeah, point is better than their, their best point is better than yeah. their better unit is better than Cal's best unit or Arizona. Yep, I would agree. I would say, like, on a neutral field, they'll probably win six mm-hmm. or yeah. ten. And, and actually, before least. we talk about Oregon, we, we did it a couple of times earlier this year. Um, we can kind of kick it around the conference and um, think it'll be pretty easy. Certainly the first one that we can talk about of the conference games this weekend. Um, uh, what do you think? Uh, who comes out of a, a win? Colorado at USC. <laughs> What happens in that football game? <laughs> um, oh man, that, how funny would that be if Colorado wins that? But yeah, it's definitely going to be USC. I'm just talking about how maybe they haven't blown people out, but if they don't blow Colorado. They out. should. Ooh. They should win handily. Yeah, then they got they got some problems. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, USC by a lot. And then uh, first uh, Saturday game in the conference is uh, Arizona State at, at the Cougs. Yeah, I mean, I guess I got to back what I was saying about Cougs. I think I think they're decent. I mean, they're not top twenty-five, but uh, yeah, I would I would say WSU wins that. What's the uh, how much are they favored by? ESPN does not have the line, but or the spread consensus is Cougs minus eight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking they would probably win by seven to ten mm-hmm. in that range. Anyway, it, so it does definitely feel cover. like I'm probably going to get pasted for this, but it feels like the kind of game the Cougs, being themselves, could lose. <laughs> or, or maybe yeah, maybe that misery loves yeah. company since we lost to Arizona State this year. Um, <laughs> That'd be great, <laughs> and it's going to be cold. My friend's going there, and she said it's going to be like a high of, I don't know, I want to say she said like 30-something that day. Could be wrong. It's very rarely warm in November on the Palouse. Yeah. Boy, Arizona State, not used to that cold. So Saturday, yep. Oh, I was just guessing. Yeah, it is a high of 38 in Pullman on Saturday. Um, we'll <laughs> skip over the 4 o'clock game, which we'll talk oh, got about one in depth, um, and move on to... Wait, did you didn't say who you got winning that one? Oh, um, you... I think it's going to be the Cougs. Um, I don't think it's going to. Mm-hmm. I think they think they cover. Yeah, I think it's probably like a, a second half cover, where Arizona stays in it for a yeah, while, and, and the the Cougar defense probably makes a couple of stops. But I think that game is still something that that will tell us about about who this Cougar team is. Um, uh, and I'll start with the next one, yeah, for sure. uh, California uh, at Oregon State at six o'clock Saturday night. Um, I think it's going to be a really long day for the Golden Bears. Yeah, probably going to be low scoring. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, running game that, t- yeah, pretty low scoring. But I, I think, and that's a um, let's see, but 
Cal's a pretty yeah. good run defense, though, don't they? they Isn't that like the strong That point? was the point that I made in our Cal preview episode was that they like they had a good run defense, but they hadn't exactly played anybody that was worth a damn in the running game. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and that is something that Oregon State can do. The one thing I will say that is interesting about this game is the spread is 13 and a half, is, is 14. Uh, wow. So I would, if I were a betting man on this game, I probably would take Cal to cover both Oregon State to win outright. I think so too. Going yeah, back so to, uh, we'll, we'll, we can talk about the cover. Uh, going back to UC, USC and Colorado. Uh, do you want Colorado at plus 34 and a half, plus almost five touchdowns? Oh my God. <laughs> or are the Trojans yeah. going to cover by five scores? Oh. <laughs> uh... Give me, give me Colorado. I, I feel like they get uh, some okay. late points, but they'll be. I think it'll be hovering around thirty-five or more for most of the game, or like at least like late second half, third Ooh. quarter. But I can see them pulling out a touchdown or so. Game with a thirty, yeah. with a thirty-plus points. Um, moving on uh, to the Utes uh, being visited by Stanford. Uh, that's a seven o'clock game on Saturday with the Utes having a twenty-four point. It's the Utes minus twenty-four. Wow! Does Stanford cover? I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're not you're not going to pick Stanford outright. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But that's that's higher, way higher than I thought. Because uh, honestly, if if it was at Stanford, just with their style of play, mm-hmm. I can see them playing yep. them close. Because uh, it's just tough to play there, even though there's no fucking fans. But it's just that's probably the hard part. Uh, but yeah, I can see if it was at Stanford, it would be close, and maybe Utah scores at the end, make it by ten points. But damn, do they cover by twenty four? I'm gonna go against my gut and say they they, they Utah right. covers. I think I probably agree with that, even though um, I will say Stanford's gotten it turned around a little bit after getting absolutely drilled. Um, or no, excuse me. Stanford had it going for a while where they had a, a one-point loss to Oregon, to Oregon State, beat Notre Dame, uh, beat ASU by a yeah. point, and then have turned around and lost by 25 to UCLA. And um, uh, yeah, um, the Cougars kind of put it on last week. <laughs> 52 yeah, to 14. Yeah, I know. They've had a couple of those. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Utah Yeah, that covers. was bad. Um, and then uh, what I expect to be a bit of an offensive explosion, um, Saturday night at 7.30, Arizona is visiting the Rose Bowl and UCLA uh, with uh, UCLA having a 20 point. Uh, so it's UCLA minus 20. Who are they playing Zona. again? I missed that part. Zona? They have a 20 point. Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh, UCLA wins. I don't I, I don't think they cover. I, I think Arizona scores enough. And- I can see that being. I can see them, you know, maybe Arizona being down one score going into the fourth, and then maybe UCLA gets a play. They put them up by like 14 or something. But no, I don't think UCLA covers. Arizona is going to score a lot of points. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd, that'd be an interesting game. Possibly, I think. What time is that on? That'll be basically, okay. and I think actually that is that is the game that will follow. It's right after it on Fox because it's on Fox. We're on Fox. On Fox, and right? That game is on yeah. Fox. So, uh, do they normally have games that late on Fox? I feel like they don't. I feel like it's like FS1. Or obviously ESPN. I, mean, I think it, I, I think, think it probably has something to do with the fact that UCLA is ranked twelfth. Um, I think I will say that. Uh, yeah. With you know two national nationally televised games, that is going to be a showcase for the uh, Pac-12 offenses between <laughs> between Definitely. Washington, Oregon, <laughs> and then Arizona UCLA. That's going to be. I don't think either of them will be defensive barn burners. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, oh, okay. Before we get into Oregon UW, last week I was pretty close to my prediction. Four. I had UW winning thirty twenty seven. You had us losing thirty twenty seven by three. No, 
I may, or, or you then, flipped it. I, I got No, so like I was saying, I was thinking. Actually, I was thinking that Oregon State was going to win, and my prediction was going to be twenty four twenty one. I had that written down for Oregon State, but then you guys like convinced me, and I flipped it. I said Oregon State will cover because they're we were favored by four and a half, I believe, but UW will win thirty twenty seven. If I didn't say that, that's what I meant. <laughs> I think you're right. But for, I, I, uh, pretty sure I did. I so. know. Maybe I'm just trying to blame yeah. you. For... <laughs> or not blame you because we, I we tried, won the like, game. So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, Oregon and the Dogs, uh, our first trip to Austin since 2019. Um, or no, 2018. Excuse me. Since the Peyton Henry freshman year. Yeah. Uh, Chris Peterson. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game. Holy shit, that has been the yes, last because, time. Yes, because because we, we despite the fact that like half of our team had COVID, COVID we were we 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 chickened out of playing. Oh yeah, we backed out. Um, that probably should have been on there. That tweet by Doug Scott for the stupid tweets saying that. I don't know if you saw him. Yes. He was one of the people that said that this week. That was that's so hey. annoying. There, he was probably at January sixth. Yeah. Gonna be when I, I was about. To, it's like. Just in general, whether they're about college football or about elections, conspiracy, whack-ass conspiracy theories are bad, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I, I think this one is definitely, it's it's an interesting matchup. Um, it's an interesting stylistic matchup. Um, I don't think, unfortunately, that this is, I don't have a lot of optimism for this one. Um, that's how I'm coming at this one. I, I think no. um, I'll save my score prediction uh, for for the end of our, our coverage of this one. But um, again, I, I think points will be scored on both sides. Um, I don't expect the defensive struggle. Um, I don't expect <laughs> Not at all. them to, to really to significantly or, or drastically slow down our offense. But on the same token, I, I also don't expect our defense to slow down their offense either. No, uh, I agree. And so I'm going to go on, on a little bit of a rant right here. Floor so yours. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, and, you know, so there's some, and I don't want to call anyone out. Cause like everyone that's on UW Twitter for the most part, like those are all guys. Like I, I love them all. Uh, but people, are showing a little bit of homerism, if that's a word, <laughs> uh, for or dooging for the dogs, because I feel like there's there's no way. Do the Huskies have a chance of winning? Yes, of course. There's always a chance, uh, but I don't think it's realistic to pick the dogs to win this game, given the circumstances where we're playing, and and the Ducks being better, almost across the board. Uh, I'll say we have a better quarterback and a couple other positions, uh, but at wide receiver too. But yeah, it's just complete homerism to predict that we'll win. And those those people that are saying that we will win, it'll be out of somewhat luck that the, that we win. Like some things have to go our way. And not saying again, not saying that we, those things can't go our way, but we have to have a couple turnovers or like big calls or things like that for us to win. And yeah, it's just kind of it kind of frustrating that I, I get people want to be optimistic and want to show like pride, but like I don't feel like there's a way you can predict that UW wins. And I'm hopeful they win. I mean they, they, they have a shot. It's just it's just not likely and I don't see it happening. Uh but that's why that's why college football is the way it is, because unpredictable unpredictable things happen all the time, especially in the rivalries. And I mean, so I, we'll I see. would love, um, I absolutely like, <laughs> I will not be sad at all. Yeah. If my prediction, if what I expect to happen on Saturday doesn't happen. Um, and, and this team comes back from Eugene eight and two, I will be a very, very, very happy person. I just, I'm not oh, predicting man. to be a, a very happy person on Saturday night. Um, I just don't think we're quite there yet. I think the, um, and ultimately, and, and I think um, I'm going to trigger warning for Husky fans. I'm going to say some nice things 
<laughs> about our rivals. Um, I think the the staff that Lanning has put together has has been better than I was expecting them to be. I um, I, I think that they have been you know more consistent and and put a, a great product on the field every week except the first one and and learn from that. Um, do I expect that that staff is going to be completely in place next year? No, I think with the with what he's been able to do, I, I think certainly like look at, look in the conference right now. Um, I think you're absolutely idiotic if you're Arizona State and you're not at least talking to Kenny Dillingham about your head coaching position um, based on what yeah. he's done with the Duck offense this Very year um, and the fact that he's an alum. And, and when you're That's on, true. on the flip side that. of that, you still have the people that thought that hiring Larry Scott was a good idea and that the whole Herm Edwards CEO of a program <laughs> thing was a good idea. So I can understand also from Dillingham's perspective. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I love my alma mater, but I'm going to pass on that. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I just think that particularly what stands out to me about this game is um, I, I think certainly Oregon's offense is very balanced. I think Bo Nix has been basically as good as anyone could have. If, if you're, or I'll say it this way, if you're a Duck fan and you're disappointed in what Bo Nix has brought to your team, brought as your quarterback this year, you live a miserable existence. He's played basically as well as, as you could have expected him to. Oh. Um, he's tied right now with Penix yes. in terms of t- the, the, they have the same touchdown to interception ratio. Um, they both have thrown 22 touch or excuse me. Uh, Penix leads by one. Penix has 23 touchdowns with five interceptions. Nick's has 22 with five. Granted, Penix is up by about 800 yards and and 60 <laughs> completions. But on the flip side of that, um, yeah. Oregon is is running for 230 yards a game where we're running for 125. So um, therein, therein is the, the difference nice. in the offenses in that we throw for 370 and run for 125 and they throw for 290 and run for 231. Um and, and I think they've defensively been very solid. Their rushing defense is very strong. Um, I think we're going to need to scheme some things to keep them honest and not just drop seven and eight to stop yeah. the pass. And, and we're going to have to show up and prove it prove it in the running game and make them honor that. Um, is there a path to victory? Absolutely. If the bad Bo Nix shows up that hasn't really shown up much this year, um, that's going to really even that could get pretty close to evening the ledger. But if we, and if we get two to three turnovers um, and play, you know, one of our better games offensively. Yeah. I think we've got a chance Um, by no means. Do I expect that we will blow them out Um, by no means either. Do I expect them to blow us out? Although I would say that the chances are slightly higher of the latter thing happening. Um, much as I don't want to see that, um, <laughs> that that's just kind of how I see this. And, and I certainly think that certainly how Penix um, plays. And, and if we have, I would say pro- probably last week was not his, was one of his worst games of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Made up for it. And it, it wasn't, wasn't terrible, terrible. But it wasn't. I, but yeah. It was his worst that, game. That, yeah, yeah, that's not self. an indictment or a criticism of Penix at all. It, it's it's actually a statement of how good he has been the vast majority oh, of yeah. this year. I agree that a game where he threw for two hundred and ninety eight yards and we still won twenty four twenty one is like <laughs> yeah, it wasn't your best performance. Uh, or it was like that was a yeah decent to good performance. Um, I expect that he will probably have a, a, a better performance against this defense. Um, I don't think they have the same level of talent in the secondary that Oregon State does, and I don't think that they have the ability to, like, and I think our guys, and, and I will say one um, one big takeaway is that our receivers kind of got smacked in the mouth a little bit last week and then stepped up, mm-hmm. and then particularly on that drive to win the game, they made every play that they, they needed to. Um, and I think that's a, a key point in the maturation of our, of our receivers, to be honest. Um, and I think that's going to be key because they're going to need to bring it again sure. on Saturday. Yeah, I don't. There, I'll say there's no way we win the game if we don't win the turnover battle. We have to win that. Like we have to. We can't have any turnovers, or maybe one, but we have to 
force some turnovers to win this game. Uh, so that's going to be key. And so we're going to have to do some some things. We we struggle forcing turnovers, uh, especially forcing fumbles. Like our guys don't know how to like punch the ball out or swipe at the ball when the quarterback's there. I've had trouble doing that. So yeah, we need to win that first and foremost. Uh, and yeah, going back to what you're saying about Bonex, as much shit as I've definitely given him a lot and other, a lot of other people, he's definitely playing really well. Uh, I, I think Penix is a better quarterback, but he does things Penix doesn't do run the ball. And in college, you almost need a guy to be a dual threat to be good. And he's definitely good at that. Uh, and I don't know. Do, do you want to do like maybe pull a Ryan Schill and do like a position matchup? I think we both have a stronger grasp on reality than Ryan. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and let, let's start offensively. And I, I'll say, you know, on that quarterback, I do think that there's a slight edge to Washington. Um, I'd agree with you yeah. there, um, but not a a huge difference making edge between the two. I mean, no. I can see them being comparable. I'll put Penix higher, but I can it, see how some people like would say other oh, Jack Plummer or yeah, it's not. I think they got running. Yep. They got better running backs. That's uh, it's pretty. I would say we have say. better receivers. Um, I would say Troy yes. Franklin is an absolute stud. Um, but I don't I don't think and I think our guys are I would say that that we have two or three on the same talent level, if not a little bit you know, more versatile in terms of like Franklin is very fast. I don't think necessarily that they've, that yes. they've had him put him in a bunch of positions where he's needed to make some tech, the same kind of tough catches over the middle um, or needed to be as physical. Again, it's a different offensive system. Um, I would give us a, a decent edge at receiver, um, but it's not to say I, that Oregon is a talent at that position at all. No, they just don't have a lot of depth. And then they lost, uh, or at least temporarily for the, that white dude from UCLA, I think I don't think uh, he's Chase playing. Coda, or is it Chase Coda? Yeah, Coda is that his name? Yeah, I want to say Cato, but it's Coda, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but he he got hurt a couple weeks ago, and I don't think he. I think he's gonna be back this year at some point, but I don't yeah. think it's just. I mean, I would say tight ends probably a roughly a toss up, um, maybe a slight edge to the doctor. Yeah, they got a couple good ones. Um, yeah, I would probably give him a little bit of an yeah. edge on that. Um, O-line, I think, is is an advantage Oregon. Or, or certainly, I think they returned a lot of ex- yeah. they've, they've returned a lot of experience. They've been really good. You know, they're they're running for two hundred and they're you know rushing for two hundred and thirty yards a game. They haven't um, over like they haven't been leaky in in pass protection. Um, that and it's no. not any knock on our line at all. Um, our, our line has been exceptional in pass pro. Um, oh and- yeah. I, I would say, I would say either for pass protection, we're either at even yep. or maybe a slight edge to us because we passed the ball way more and only given up like one or two more stacks yep. than they have. But I would say Oregon O-line because they win by a landslide yep. on the running side. Yep. of things like they have a way better yep. run block system. So I'd put overall, they have an edge a little bit, but not, yep. not a big edge. Uh, D line. Um, yeah, I think is advantage Oregon. Yeah. I don't know. Are, are, if you include edge though, I mean, you, or I mean, yes, I think it, I it's I'm close almost... if you're including the edge play and, and our edge depth. Um, I think interior yeah. D line is advantage Oregon. Um, I think yeah. edge play is. I'll, I'll say you don't, but not by much. But I bet not like. Not by much. Um, no. But it's close. Uh, linebacker is advantage ducks, <laughs> and yep. not particularly close. That's not saying that we're bad, but we're not good. <laughs> we're probably. 
average, yeah. slightly above average, average say, yeah. it, but not. Um, mm-hmm. But they've got they've got a ton. You don't look at our linebackers and be like, oh yeah, they're they're great. They got a great they, linebacking yeah. core, but yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're terrible. Yeah, um, I think secondary I think is advantage Oregon based on conversations we've had yeah. all year on this podcast about the the weakness <laughs> in our defensive. <laughs> But they don't have a good secondary either. They don't have a good either. secondary either. Um, yeah. And and that's what that's. Who did they? Did they have one good player? Because I swore like a week ago, I saw like a mock draft and they had like an Oregon Duck DB in the top fifty or so. Um, and I was I was like, wait, what is this guy dumb or did I just not know that? <laughs> did they have one good player and the rest are terrible or what? Um, <laughs> Yeah, was it Martinez guy like the guy from Oregon? Yeah, he's Colorado? pretty good. Um, he had a couple good plays. Uh, Bridges isn't like I, I think that they've got. I think they've got a little more talent back there. Um, I think honestly, this yeah. is like the the one. I think the biggest difference between these two teams are, um, without beating the dead horse of of our outgoing staff it's it's in the back seven on on defense the difference between washington and oregon this year these rosters it's at that position it's at those it's at that position specifically and then certainly at, at the running back and um in the running game even though we were trying to be a sledgehammer last year um that's the difference <laughs> in these in these football teams is they are much more balanced offensively um and their talent is allowed to um, to has been in more put in more positions, and they they didn't have a significant drop off in recruiting for a year and a half or two years based on no that a coach stopping recruiting because he thought he was going to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, uh, if whoever, whenever uh, I don't know, what the, what's their coach's name? Dan Lanning. What's the name? Whenever he leaves, if they just get a guy they can coach, they don't need to worry about recruiting because they're going to recruit for themselves. They can be an even bigger monster if that's the case. But maybe that's just that's a different different story. Their cash cow is not exactly a spring chicken, though. So, and yes, he yes yes, stock <laughs> fans. I know he will endow money and blah 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 blah, but. That's different, but it's though. different than uh, uh, yeah, hey. Sure. Every time we ask for it, hey, here's two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So score predictions. By the way, the line okay. is Oregon minus uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, wasn't it fourteen? I think so. It's it's in that area. I know it's been. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout from the start, but I say we're going to give up. I don't see us giving up less than 40 points, but I say either like 48-31 or 48-34 in that range. That's what I was exa- 48-31 was basically exa- – or was almost the exact thing really? I was thinking. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, Although if, yeah. You, if you go back to our, our season preview pod um, – in my absolute ideal scenario, I mean, obviously, and then I, I, I would never complain about us blowing, you know, them having one of their worst games of the year and us absolutely just blowing them out of the building. Um, I would love it. I would love to see a close game where we have a lead late um, and they're marching down the field uh, to put a dagger in us again and, and in their house. Uh, oh. Let me do the math on this. what 28 years later uh the, <laughs> yeah. the pick part two but going the other direction in front of their fans that's, that's when college football yeah. started yeah right? it, if we're going to talk arbitrary <laughs> points in time hey let's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pick part two la- oh real quick jokes on you <laughs> <laughs> done oh man that would be the best case scenario <laughs> Uh, I was wrong. I bought that DB. I feel kind of dumb. His name's Gonzalez, yeah. not Martinez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, he is this this mock draft is going thirtieth, and so I'm sure most mock drafts is going going day two at the very latest. So I guess he is yeah. That good. So I mean, like the receivers are going to have to show up, and it's going to be a day, a day that uh, um I think they're going to probably do a fair amount of keying on Rome, and so it's um the Jalen's are going to have to mm-hmm. show up and 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 have have Dev called. Um, who made a great, you know, was absolutely, he made one of the key plays of that game to, to, to convert on that first third down in the game-winning drive. Uh-huh. Um, Wait a second. How, hold on. Sorry. How did we talk about all the goods of the last game and didn't bring up Cam Davis's catch? We were going to get there. So, yeah, so amazing. That so nice. <laughs> that catch. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to Cam. Um, that was so crazy. I think as we did during yeah, the game, seriously. free cam. Sorry. And oh, or, no. I didn't say free cam. I, 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 never mind. But yes, uh, I think Cam Davis proved last <laughs> week that he deserves um, more touches, both in the passing Whatever game want, and in yeah. the running game. Um, and I think that like Cam could be a real key player if, if we end up coming back with a victory. Um, I think Cam Davis will have had a yeah, really he, nice day. Yeah, I'm not sure if we win if we pass the ball 80% of the time. Like we need to have some yeah. run game too uh, to slow down the game a little bit. Uh, and yeah. we need camp. I, mean, we, for I that. think for so, us yeah, to get a win, be... I think it needs to be like a Penix has a 300, 350 plus day, and we get 125, yeah. 150, 175 on the ground that we're not necessarily expecting. Yep. If we get 150 on the ground, that could be, that would be huge. That's that will make it close for sure. It can go either way. All right. Uh, To to wrap things up. So that's kind of, uh, that's our thoughts on, on this one. Um, We'll be back next week, of course. Uh, Big shouts to, uh, to, uh, to Husky Twitter and our guy, Joel Dombrow. Um, Big credit. Uh, if, if you're a Bailey Klinger fan and if you're a UW softball fan and you don't buy something from Sim- Simply Seattle, get the hell out of here. Um, that collection that they buy just that dropped um, is fire. Um, I, I said it today. Um, a <laughs> Bailey Hits Bomb sweatshirt is coming soon to, to my Husky attire uh, closet. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Oh, DJ, go ahead. I got one shout out but it's a different kind of shout out. Fuck you college playoff. How are we only 25th Notre Dame in front of us, Illinois, the same amount of losses. They lost to Michigan state, Stanford and Marshall. We should be 21 ish. Yeah, I know. But like there's other teams in front of us, but our other, but our other loss was a, is ranked 12th. Yeah. Good team. Yeah. But it's because the, you know, because dome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right thanks for listening go dogs uh we'll be back next week to go dogs. next week to, to recap this one and talk about colorado take care y'all hopefully a victory fuck the ducks yeah